Just when you thought it was safe to go looking for a podcast, you stumbled across us. Fantastic. You're in the right place. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you found the number one podcast in all the land. Okay, just Mississippi. But we're going with that until documentation proves otherwise. Now strap in for the journey from the lower levels of Ridgewood Recording Studios. We are World of Wild. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you back today. This is William, your host here at World of Wally. The uh, guest I've got here today is a young lady named Carolyn Duarte. She is um, one of the, um, really one of the nicest guests I've probably ever had on my show. The uh, episode's title today is Acts of Kindness, and she is the epitome of that. Carolina is a uh, God-believer. She decided to change her life and her career completely and follow God's calling to become a writer and to serve the world by helping others to get closer to God and to live happier and more fulfilled lives. Now, guys, that's all of us can learn something from the conversation that she and I had today. Now, in January 2020, Carolina decided to follow her calling and start writing the book, Once God Asked Her to Do, Messages of Love and Peace. She started writing and didn't stop for the next seven months. That's when her first books were created. Now, the following months, there have been courses and workshops created that have spawned off of these projects. God's guidance and constant inspiration give her more and more to write about. And like I said, as she and I had this conversation, we uh, we realized very quickly that um, she's doing what a lot of folks choose not to do. She is following a calling that God placed upon her heart, and she is doing exactly what he said to do, and he is providing for her. So guys, I'm telling you, come back after the break. And just listen to just a very casual, comfortable conversation that she and I had about her faith, about her calling, and about what she sees God having her do. So after the break, guys, my guest, Carolina Duarte, today's episode, Acts of Kindness. Hey guys, your host William here. Quick question. Are you a First and Second Amendment kind of person? Because if you are, our new affiliate partner, Tactical Brotherhood, is your place. If you're looking for ammo, guns, or gear, check out the link in the episode notes and enter code PATRIOT15 at checkout to receive that 15% discount. Also, Tactical Brotherhood, veteran-owned company. Now, back to the episode. All right, everybody, we're back from the break, and as promised today, my guest, Miss Carolina Duarte. How are you doing today, Carolina? Very good. How are you? I'm very happy to be here. Now, that's a very interesting first name you have, Carolina, as in North Carolina or South Carolina. I'm assuming the Carolina is is because you are uh, of Spanish descent. Does that mean the Carolina, the A added at the end, is like Caroline here in English? Is that how that works? Um, No. 
<laughs> I tried. You know, I really thought back in like the 10th grade when I took Spanish, that was what it was. That's why I was going to take a stab at it. So. No, and Spanish is Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, that's even more impressive. Yeah. All right. So for everybody listening today, this young lady we have on today, we're going to just sit and have a really casual conversation about a few things. We're going to talk about uh, her relationship with Christ. We're going to talk about uh, her drive and her purpose, that what God has placed upon her heart to do. Uh, she is an established author. Uh, she actually uh, is got a few projects on the horizon. She's already got one project that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Um, and you can get that in both Spanish and English. So for all my Spanish-speaking uh, listeners, there you go. We might even coax her into maybe sending us a copy or two, and we'll just give them away. We might even try that later on. We'll see how that works out. So, Carolina, first of all, um, you're from Florida, or you actually reside in Florida now, but you told me before we got started that you didn't start off in Florida. So kind of take us back and give us a little bit of your back history, like where your story began. Well, I was born in Bogota, Colombia, South America, and I actually moved here the first time when I was five with my parents, and then we went back to Colombia and I came back when I was 16, when I was a teenager. So I went here for, I graduated high school in Colombia, and then I moved here, and then I did all my college um, studies here. I, had, I actually have a degree in marketing and advertising and international business, and I have an MBA in entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, for us, and I'm putting myself in this because uh, I'm just an old redneck from the state of Mississippi. When we think of Bogota, Columbia, I think of a few things. First of all, I grew up on the show Miami Vice. I think about Colombian coffee. I think about drug cartels. And I think about cocaine coming out of Columbia into Miami. So besides that, hit us with a few facts that we probably, uh, quite a large number of my listeners would not have any idea about the, the, the country of Colombia and the Bogota area. Well, Bogota is called the Mecca of South America. So we have a lot of different museums. We have the Museum of Gold. We have a huge collection of pre-Columbian um, like art from our Indians. That's, that's a huge collection that has valuable items. And we also have a lot of, it's like a small New York because we are full of theaters where we really like the theaters, we like musicals. We have a lot of museums, and Colombia has a lot of different things that people are not aware of. We have the the orchids. It's one of it's one of the first countries with the highest variety of orchids. We have we're part of the Amazon. It's part of it's part of Colombia as well. Right. We obviously have the coffee, which is we're very famous, and we have a city called Cartagena, which a lot of people in English call it Cartagena, and. Some cruises is stopped there, and it's very similar to, I don't know if you've ever been to San Agustin in, in Florida, but it has like a fort and a very old city from when the Spaniards uh, invaded Colombia. We have a lot of interesting things, and I'm being very surprised every time I go there, I see even more and more American tourists and people from Europe just visiting and enjoying the country. So you said your first trip, you, you, when you left Colombia... You came to the U.S. You were how old? Uh, five. 
And then you said you went, you were going back. And then your second trip, you were how old then? 16. Okay, so you, was that like extended periods of time you stayed in the two places? Or were you kind of back and forth? No, my parents came here when I was five just to learn English. So okay. we stayed here for a year or so. And then we went back. And then we stayed there. And then my mom's family moved here like 40-something years ago. Okay. So after all her sisters moved, she's like, okay, I have to move. That's right. <laughs> so she because she's, cause she's alone now. She has to go where her sisters are. Exactly. Because because family, la familia is a big thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly. That's right. We'll talk about that in a minute also. All right, so um, what, first of all, I have a curiosity question. When it comes to religion or, or your concept of religion in your early years, uh, what were the influences in, first of all, in Bogota and then when you made it to America? Well, in Bogota, I went to a Catholic school, so I was very into Catholic, and I was—I grew up Catholic. All my family is Catholic, and my dad he switched or moved from Catholic to Christian. So I feel like I'm half half. After he moved to the U.S., he decided to start going to a Christian school. I mean, the school uh, church. So he just switched. I kind of split. Some sometimes I I go to Christian churches. Sometimes I go to Catholic churches. So but you both. but you still identify as a Catholic or, or Catholicism. I think so. Yes, yeah. I think so. The roots are strong. So I understand. Yes. So that's what I was going to ask. Uh, what you know? What kind of influenced you as you were coming up? Um, family was a huge influence. I, I must assume because, uh, like I said, you guys came here for just a short period of time. As they say, from where I'm from, you just got your feet wet and then you went on back. Uh, you spent almost a decade back in Colombia and then you came back. Now, you've been back since then. Like, like, do you, is it like a tourist situation where you go back and forth visiting family or have you essentially stayed in America since then? No, after we moved in, I, I, it wasn't my decision. <laughs> it was my parents' decision, though. But after we moved in, we just stayed here. I was just curious, you know, from a safety standpoint, like, it, would it be dangerous because i know i was i wasn't joking when i was talking about the few things that a lot of americans knew especially back in the 80s were drug cartels and, and cocaine traffic and and i just know that the cartels are a big deal down there and i was just wondering you know was it a safety reason is why you guys kind of decided to make the move and stay no it wasn't it, in bogota it wasn't as bad it was one of it was it didn't like in the eighties was was it didn't feel safe, right? But in the nineties was better, and now it, I feel really safe when it comes to the cartel part. Okay, but it's, it was now I feel it's a lot better. But that wasn't the reason why we moved. It was just a family thing. Just my mom decided, and we were citizens. We were residents at that point. Then we became citizens, so we didn't have you know we had the options of living in either one. Well, yeah, because she missed all her family. Because you just said her whole family moved up here, and then and then you, it wasn't your choice. So I I, I, I felt a little hostility in that answer, but I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I'm. Is your mom? Is she? Is your mom still around? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I should have had her on here. Yeah, I should have had her on here with you, so you could defend that answer you just made that it wasn't your choice to come up here. 
Look, do what your mother says, okay? Your mother and your father, all right? So uh, let's let's talk about um, you came here, you uh, picked up your entire world and, and, and moved to, to Florida. Now, you guys were always in Florida. You never lived anywhere else in the U.S.? Always Florida. That's a good place to always be. Always in, honestly, my mom just sold her home like literally last week and we lived there since we moved here. Holy She God. just literally, we were just moving everything this weekend. So we stay over the same house, everything the same. That's crazy. So yeah. you're, you're here in America. You are in America now. You guys, you know, citizenship, you, you know, everything. Uh, what is it? Chevrolets and apple pies and all that kind of stuff. So where, like, did you lean heavily on your family when you were here? Because you, I mean, you didn't know anybody except for your family when you moved here. Did you find that difficult making that transition from moving from South America to, to the U S it was, it was a bit, it was a big change for me. And not only because all, all the cultural shock and everything, but also because half of my family, like my dad's side, they still live there. And I was a lot closer, one, a lot closer to them than my mom's side because only mom's side lived here. So I wasn't always seeing them. I just saw them on vacation. So that, well, that was kind of the hardest thing. And of course, I was a teenager, so I was right. worried about my friends. I know. And back then, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have WhatsApp or anything. So to communicate, it was let, handwritten letters and phone calls were very expensive. So I was very cautious of how much I, time I spent on the phone. So it was very different. But it was, it was, a, good, you know, it was a good and exciting adventure for us. Uh, big changes, though. It was a big, big change. A lot of the lifestyle that we had in Colombia was a lot different than here. Yeah, your parents had the audacity to move you as a teenager to a to a foreign country. What's wrong with these people? Yeah. All right, so it looks like you survived. I think you. I think you did okay there. So uh, where you were talking about you you identify as a Catholic, you 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 dabble in the in the Christian world because of your father and his influence. So, um, give me, like, if, if you had to explain to somebody the concept of God, how, how, what would you tell them? Because the reason I'm asking you this is because there are some really different uh, ideologies when it comes to the differences between Catholicism and Christianity. That's why I'm... That's why I'm asking, because if you're, if you are actually dabbling in both, I'm not dabbling, I don't use that, that sounds like witchcraft, let's use another word, let's use, let's use uh, participating in both, yeah, That's better. <laughs> what, what type of, what type of um, uh, issues or problems or, or uh, consequences by, because, what, what I'm just saying, what, what do you feel like, um, was there confusion, I guess is what I'm, is be the best way. Because you were raised Catholic, and then you walked into the Christian world because of the influence of your father. So you had to have like a thousand questions. You had to have had. So yeah. what were you, uh, like, did you, who, who did you go to to get those answers? Did you go to your to your priest? Did you go to the, to the new Christian leader, whoever, the pastor or whatever? Like, who did you go to to try to get those answers? Uh, I went to God directly. <laughs> All right. I I was, it was all I didn't have the relationship as close as I do now. Okay. So I was always like following whatever the Catholic Church told us, but it wasn't a hundred percent satisfied with that. 
So when I started to go into the Christian church, I realized that there's a lot of humanity and a lot of caring and it is like a community. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was lacking on the, on the, um, Catholic church because people go to Catholic church and probably was just a church I went to, but people just go there and they just go to, to, to mass and leave and they just don't talk to anyone. And I saw that on the Christian churches, people stay for coffee and they stay want to chat and they know everyone's name or almost everyone's name and they know their family and they know who they are. So I was like, wow, this is so nice. And I really love that. So I, wasn't really, I don't think I was choosing between either one because for me it's the same God and I believe now, I didn't believe that then, but I was a little bit confused at first, but now I believe too, God is one and religion was created pretty much by men. Right. The division was divided by men. So why should I have to choose if I can just enjoy both worlds and be closer to God, whoever or whatever I feel more comfortable so I, and I didn't really approach anyone to them for answers. I just went to God and said, where should I go? And I, I just stay in both places. <laughs> All right. So God I'm, is just everywhere. I don't want to overspeak this next statement I'm about to make, but uh, in your bio information, it, it said something to the effect of that God gave you a calling. Uh, as, and I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it reads. Uh, you know, I, you might've been, you know, in your bed asleep one night and God spoke to you through a dream. I don't know how it happened. We're going to talk about that, but you get, you were given this calling from God. So let's talk about it. What, what was the actual calling that you received? Well, um, that started, and that's actually when I started to go close, get closer to him. I was going through, I don't know if I would say a tough time, but it wasn't feeling good with myself. I, like, in appearance, everything was fine. I looked fine. I had a job. I didn't go through like a crisis or anything right. like that. But I felt empty. I felt like, okay, I'm doing marketing for all these businesses. It's all about the money. And where's the spiritual side? Where's all you know our hearts and doing the right thing and just changing people's lives for good? And you know, I I just felt empty. I'm like my my job is just so empty. I started to go to God for answers and I started to go to church almost every day I was just I need I need an answer so I just went to him and I started to feel like he was talking to me in a very odd and like I don't know how to explain it, it was just a voice in my head but it wasn't me I, I don't think I, I don't speak that way I'm not that wise okay so he he was giving me some answers like what should I do here but and those answers were so beautiful and nice. I'm like, oh my God. So I, after every time I left church, I was so filled with energy and so peaceful and this is so nice. So I kept going and I kept forgetting the messages that I received. So I started to write them on my cell phone. People maybe thought I was texting in church, but I was right. just writing these messages. And I started to read them after. And I was like, wow, this is very nice. I can't believe I wrote this. I don't think it's me. I, I truly <laughs> did. I have faith in me, but I, I don't I don't write that way. Right. So I started more often. I started to receive more messages. That was back in 2014. And then, like, a couple of years later, one of the messages was, you have to write a book with all these messages that I, that I gave you. And I said, I'm not a writer. I'm sorry. I can't. And then, again, he 
gave me through a dream that I have to, this is how, I actually feel bad about this, but he gave me a dream and he said, you have to read about Joshua in the church. And then the Bible, I'm like, who's Joshua? I have no idea who that is. And is there someone in the Bible called like that? I know about Moses, but then I asked my dad, he, since he's very, he really reads the Bible. He's like, of course, how come you don't know about him? Like, oh, sorry. So I started to read his story and I thought that kind of spoke to me how my next path was going to be. And I had a few dreams about little things like that, that I wasn't familiar with names in the church and the Bible from the Bible that I went to. I'm like, oh my God, that name exists. So that's why I thought it wasn't just me dreaming or hearing things. Right. And in 2018, he was like, you really have to do this because this is your mission. This is your life purpose. You were born to be, to spread my word and to give spiritual guide to people. And I have, I have the actual text of the message that he gave me and you have to do it. And I said, okay, I know I, I developed websites before, so I can't do a book. I'm not a writer. I never print anything. So I'm just going to do a website. So I created the website and I still, I didn't feel this peace in my heart and I felt like this it was still something that I wasn't doing right. So last year in January, I said and it and my business, I was doing a lot of things and things didn't work out for like three months or four months. I was doing the actual things I did typical things I did for sales and nothing was working out. Like this is so odd because this never happened. I've been in business for ten years and I, I know what I'm doing. Right. So I, I was like, okay, you know what, God, this is in your hands. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to take a break. I was going actually with my family for, for the holidays. And when I was during the holidays, I received this huge project out of the blue from someone. And I was like, oh, my, that was, that was interesting. So I guess I realized at that point that everything is God's doing. It doesn't matter what I do, what I don't do, it's his doing. So in January of that, the next year I said, which was 2019, I mean 2020, I told him, okay, I'm going to follow your calling and I'm going to just take this leap of faith. I'm going to leave my business. And if I go broke, I go broke. If I make it, I make it. It's, I'm in your hands and I'm just going to serve you from now on. So since that point on, I started to write nonstop. I started with the, with the written the messages I already had and I started doing other exercises, which he has given me for the past years, do this, do that, which aren't hard, but they are hard. They're very simple. Just be nice to the meanest person. And I'm like, that's so hard, but little exercises like that I had to do. So based on those exercises, I created books and journals. So I wrote from um, January, like mid-January until like July, August of last year, nonstop. I wasn't, I was just helping my clients on the side because I still had clients that they were still, um, obviously I, I had marketing campaigns that were going to, that I was working on, but the pandemic hit. So a lot of my clients closed down, which was very sad for me. Uh, but I was like, I felt like that was another sign. Like you have like, now you have almost no clients, like no excuse to get distracted. This right. is now, this is where you have to focus on. So that's, that's what I've been doing ever since I started last year, January. So that was the very first project. What, what's the title of it? 
the first first book is called uh, Messages of Love and Peace. And he actually gave me the title. It has to be called Messages of Love. And I added and peace. And you also have a multi-volume project you're working on right now. Yes, I created most of the books last year. There are on, they are pretty much in Spanish, but I, since I was a new writer, I wasn't sure what the process was. So I didn't know how much editing and proofreading and all that stuff that had to be done. So I have a lot of books in draft at this point in Spanish as well. So I will be officially launching those books this year. And they became courses. I actually did one course last year when the pandemic hit. People will feel more comfortable being in quarantine. It was called quarantine. So overcoming the quarantine was the name of it. So people just joined and we're just like a support group pretty much doing different things that God was telling me to do. And when all these projects are published, they'll be published in not just Spanish, but other other languages also, correct? Um, yeah, the first language that I'm, I'm translating is to English. And yeah, I'm planning, I speak also French and Italian, so I'm, oh. I'm planning on continuing with French and then Italian. And oh. Portuguese, maybe, that will be the next I like how you just slipped that in. I also speak a little French and a little Italian. <laughs> oh, and some Portuguese, too. Yeah, you're just going like, I speak five languages, but I wasn't even going to mention that, so... That was nice how you kind of subtly added that in. Because I was going to ask you about, I mean, I knew you were bilingual because I'm assuming it's like every other, uh, I mean, I like I said, I have a, a few friends that are Latinos. And at their house, it's it's all Spanish. But in the street, it's all English. Like their parents are like very insistent on them speaking English out in the street. But at home, they get screamed at by their by their parents in Spanish. So, uh, and then of course, you know, and you you just happen to speak, you know, three other languages. No big deal, though. So, all right. So, uh, what's the timeline on these projects? Like, when do we have a do we have a uh, is it a tentative timeline or you got a pretty rock solid you know release date? How what are we looking like? Uh, well, at this point. I'm having one for, I have one, the first one is coming up in May, May 1st, 2021, for Messages of Love and Peace. I have one journal for women for Mother's Day. I have one journal for Father's Day, especially designed for dads, and that has all like parts of, pieces of the Bible and part of the messages from the books. And then I have one bigger release, which is the book and the course, which I call Journeys. Because for me, it's a journey, it's not a course. And it's called Discovering Your Greatness. So when do we think that project is going to be out? That one is starts on, the course is starting on July 1st, but the launching is June 1st. Right. So as at the time that this episode will be released, all of those projects will be available for our listeners. So we will definitely make sure before she gets off of here, she lets us know exactly how we can find them. So uh, one other kind of quick question for you. Do you see this being your life purpose forever? Like, do you you think one day you're going to wake up and God's going to send you in a totally different direction? Or or has he kind of found your sweet spot and he wants to keep you there so you can continue to... uh, continue to turn out these projects 
for me at this point i think this is my life for purpose and i can do this the rest of my life and i will be the happiest person on earth yeah if he wants me to do something else i'm always willing to change and switch to whoever just like i did uh, i just if i could use my talents and whatever gifts he's given me to serve the world i'll do it the best way i can and whoever he wants me to. well it sounds like you're so busy you don't have time to do any of this other marketing nonsense that you went to school to do so uh which you ought to be really good at getting your products out if you're a marketer. You said you're an international business major also, I believe we, you said before we yeah. got started. So, uh, look, I wish you all the best. I wish you all the luck in the world. Uh, I'm I'm really, um, I'm, I'm taken back by your story, and, uh, and I really want to see you be very successful uh, because I see a very sincere purpose. I see a very, um, a very loving heart. And uh, I think you're going to be fantastic uh, because you figured out one thing a lot of people haven't. If you just put God in front of everything, nothing can stop you. All right. So before you get out of here, tell everybody where we can find these projects that you're working on. Or actually, they'll by the time this episode airs, they'll already be out there. So where where can we find them? Uh, well, there is a website called messagesoflovepeace.com. That is, we'll be able to find everything at that website. That's your actual... Everything there. And then you can also find an Instagram, the same name, Messages of Love and Peace. And I actually have a, a meditation that I try to do every, I mean, Tuesdays, I mean, Mondays and Fridays in English. And I do like a community meditation for everyone. I do it live. All right. And well, I also read the messages on live too. I'm going to start to now that the book's done launching. So. Well, for my listeners... There's always something. Well, for my listeners, I will have, I'm going to get you to email me uh, all your contact information, Instagram, your website, all that kind of stuff. The word to be simple. I'll put it in the episode notes. It's just click and it takes them straight to it. So we'll try to make it as simple as possible for them. How's that sound? Excellent. Excellent. Maybe by this, the time that this airs, I will have some giveaway for whatever is happening at that time. <laughs> well, look, I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for being here today. We're going to, I'm going to reach out to you in the future, kind of do a little update, kind of see where you are because the way you're going, you might have 30 or 40 more projects by the time I talk to you next. So, uh, anybody that can sit down and write nonstop for seven months, that's, that's not just a God thing. That's, that's, that's the next level thing right there. I, I couldn't do anything every day for seven months in a row. So, All right, Carolina, I appreciate you being on today. And like I said, we'll be we'll be reaching out to you in the future, kind of catching up with you. And uh, like I said, I, I can't wait to check your projects out. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to check you. out your website for sure. Thank you so much. It was very, very nice talking to you. Uh, it was a delight speaking to you also. And as always, guys, Wally out. Hey guys, quick shout out to Timothy O. Davis of Ridgewood Recording Studios. His studio offers a full line of music production ranging from song demos and singles to fully produced albums. He focuses on excellence at every level of the recording and production process and will work with you for your project specific needs. So remember guys, Timothy O. Davis, reach out to him at timothydavis.org front slash Ridgewood Studios. This podcast is part of the SJ Network.
Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner.